This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 812.15. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Uh, we should acknowledge at the beginning of the show that this is a period for many of um, national mourning and um, we offer our condolences to the royal family. I know they're a special and unique group but bereavement is a great leveller we should acknowledge that um but if the queen lived by one philosophy it was the show must go on and therefore we're joining her in that one so uh morning guys morning morning i had um i've received two gifts through the post lovely um how to be a comedian Sick burn. Uh, Cheeky. <laughs> um, open brackets and smash your first gig. Was that from David Baddiel? Close. Well, I don't know, but I've already missed that boat, I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah, My that's first, a long time ago. first gig was not, was not good. Um, and uh, the new Comedian's Handbook. Again, singularly inappropriate. If only they hadn't had the word new. Uh-huh. But... Um, very into they're written by Louise Stevenson. Who's do you, do you know Louise? Oh, you know, you know the comics. Um, I don't know if I do, I might. Well, it sometimes, says um, sometimes I find that I've met people and not uh, not remembered their name, especially um, if I'm about to go on and I'm thinking, no, exactly. oh, which, which jokes shall I do when I get out there? Shall I talk about that? Glitter ball that's right in front of the stage or whatever, you know. Yeah, no, no, it's 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 not. You, you sh- I never judge anyone pre-show. That's my. <laughs> that's, that's my. That's what I told people. <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing I, I noticed just from flicking through them this morning. Um, one uh, paragraph begins: "The comedy circuit is no place for a fragile ego." I don't think I've ever met a comedian that didn't have a fragile ego ever in my life. Um, But, you know... Do you think think it's meant to read, it's the place for a fragile ego? It's the great showcase for those of us with... It's where those with fragile egos congregate. Yeah, the dressing room is where five people with fragile egos pretend not to have fragile egos. Yes. Can you imagine if it was, like I say, like a friend or... David, who had sent you that, a fellow comic had sent you that book. Oh dear. Um, is that the David Baddiel alarm? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, if we ever mention his name, the Love Cats by the Cure plays because he loves cats. Oh, do you know? That was the you. deal. That was the deal. He that loves we had. cats. That was the deal. Can I just tell our <laughs> listeners that we've been sitting around in the studio, Al at home waiting, and. Um, Faye and Sarah, who run the show, have had the sort of look of people who know that the house is about to fall down, but they don't want the kids to find out. <laughs> and uh, they keep saying, it's fine, everything's fine. And um, the, an example of the cure coming on uh, mid, mid-chat, anything could happen. Do you know, I love, it. I love it when love cuts on because it just, it reminds me of being at the fair. They always oh, play yes. that. It's very it much the that. fairground it, it theme. It has got that feeling. Um, so, um, 
I, did I, you I put found... your elbow on a button? Is that what happened? No, but I did. I did nothing. Very loose in the studio. I did. I did nothing. Yeah, I've got my feet up on the uh, <laughs> on the desk mm. today. I think that Louise sent us these books because um, the quote that you, I think you quoted Sarah Millican uh, last week, Al. That oh, if yeah. you have a good gig or a bad gig, you still have to be over it by eleven o'clock the next day. Mm, Something I that, profoundly yeah. disagree. <laughs> Again, How long do you like to take? Well, if it's if it's a brilliant gig, I will squeeze the last bit of toothpaste out of the tube maybe a week or two on. Mm. If it's a bad gig, I like to do at least a fortnight. Well, you say a fortnight. How long ago is the Brit? Well, still, still talking, <laughs> still pining. Um, and can I give you one more quote, um, which I found in the book, which uh, sport and comedy don't mix. <laughs> I can tell you, uh, Louise, I've got a five-bedroom house. <laughs> you? Frank Skinner, Skinner. on Absolute Radio. OK, so, um, it, uh, yes, I should say, by the way, of Louise Stevenson's How to Be a Comedian and Smash Your First Gig and The Comedian's Handbook, having flicked through, and I only, I only got them about um, 25 minutes ago, um, and uh, still found a couple of good uh, comedy-inducing lines. <laughs> Teach them that, Louise! Hey! <laughs> Think you of that, love? <laughs> it's a joke, it's a joke. Um, I actually think from flicking through, there's actually quite a lot of good common sense about uh, becoming a stand-up comedian. So if you're thinking about it, I think that these books by Louis Stevenson might take some of the pain out, to be fair. Really? Uh, she runs um, uh, comedy workshops in Brighton, I, I understand. Mm. I used to. I mean, if, I, if people are question, if, if people are considering becoming a stand-up comedian right now, I would question their timing. Well, at least I've got they've got a natural ramp if they start now. Yeah. now they've got to read two books for a start off. Well, never mind the comedian's handbook. I would like to recommend. The Comedian's Prayer Book. What a link that was. Hey, it's Al. Really good. We, it's we really look, good, Al, and we look in awe. <laughs> it's really well, slick. Al, I don't know if you've come across it. It's by it. an author called Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner? It's. Remember her? Congratulations and jubilations. Still the little black tie he had under his shirt yeah. when he sang that. And I'm going, do you want to wait for my review, Al? Oh, I'd like to hear it. What if she really hates it? And then <laughs> there's just like an awkward atmosphere for the rest of the show. Do you want to know how many... Oh, go on, fire it out. Do you want to know how many stars, Al? Yeah. Six. Um, of course, I don't have a fragile ego. I don't want you to think that for one second. It is absolutely magnificent. Thank you, Emily. Those with faith, those without, the agnostics like myself. Yeah. Gather all. It's a brilliant piece of writing, and I recommend it to you, Al. I recommend it to everyone. Oh, OK. Al, yeah, Al doesn't... I didn't even want to mention it was coming out to Al. Why? I'm going to get it. OK. Um... <laughs> Well, thank you. you I go. appreciate that. That's very it's nice. Can I say I was leaving church on Sunday morning? And the priest said, "If you want to sell them at the door," I said, "No, I, 
I don't, <laughs> I don't think I'll be doing that. And then a very nice lady, of a similar age to myself. In, I mean, someone who dressed up for Easter Sunday Mass, which is a, a dying art. I Pearl, love people that do yeah, that. Said to me, would it be a, your book, would it be a suitable gift for a holy person? Oh, well, no. what? No one's ever asked me that before. <laughs> they never asked me that about live at the Apollo. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, um, I mean, your previous books might not be. No, no, <laughs> unless they were trying to unholy. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's very nice. So there's been a bit of bants about it, and you know, I was I was laughing last week that it was it was number one bestseller in the Christian poetry chart, <laughs> which I thought it's not poetry, but and uh, but I was happy that it was three places above Dante. Um, it is also this week, I noticed on Amazon, number one in the football biography <laughs> chart. I think Amazon want to have a look at their chart um, categorization system. I think it's, it's you know, I'm, I'm, this time it's, I was three places above Dante and in the other chart I'm three places above Alan Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> that, that can't, there's something gone wrong with Amazon's... Uh, Categorisation. <laughs> so if you if you work for Amazon, uh, have, have a word. On Absolute Radio. I don't normally eat chocolate. I'm not one of those people. You're not a chocoholic. I'm not a chocoholic. I'm not even. If somebody said to me, and this is an unlikely scenario, mm. but if I was held at gunpoint and they said chocolate or crisps, I wouldn't. There wouldn't be a second's hesitation. <laughs> The crisps are the queen of the uh, of the snacks. I tell you what puts me off chocolate is the branding. I don't like the idea. Or I associate that sort of mmm chocolate. I'm mm. a chocoholic. Yeah. With it's a bit uh, in the Venn diagram along with mmm co- need coffee. Yes, haven't Garfield, had my coffee yet. And keep calm and drink prosecco tea towels. Yes. God, I'm all of these people. <laughs> <laughs> God, so basic. <laughs> well, I had a chocolate shredded wheat nest with chocolate eggs for breakfast. A chocolate shredded wheat nest? Yeah, what you do is you mix, Never heard of you mix chocolate with shredded wheat to it forms a nest-like consistency. I'll say it does. And then you put chocolate eggs in it and you just wait for it to set. Um, and I had it for breakfast and I thought, you know what, this is... It's actually quite a good way to start the day from a sort of, you know, kick, kick start the day. Did you did you have milk right. with it? it gave, no, I didn't have milk with it. <laughs> there was milk in it, but I just... Uh, yeah, I mean, let's face it, Cocoa Pops mm. are really chocolate for breakfast, aren't they? Yeah. They're chocolate hiding in plain sight, I think Indeed. it's fair to say. And when you know that you, you go on your continental uh, holidays... <laughs> And yeah. there's like cake and stuff for breakfast. Pano chocolat. Pano chocolat, which I've never eaten a pano chocolat without doing a pig impression, first of all, because it looks like the oh, severed the family. Like the severed <laughs> snout of a pig, a pano chocolat. That's good. Yeah. It's got the imagine if he's if he's had a slight nosebleed and there's been some coagulation around <laughs> the uh, nostrils. You know when a pig's took a real good in the face. Yeah. Twenty move on twenty four hours and that sort of slightly clotted look around the nostrils. The problem with the pao chocolat mm. is the concept transcends the reality. 
to elaborate, I find, I would say nine times out of ten, when bitten, the chocolat is still hard. Oh, yeah. But I like that. Well, you seem fine with this. I like this. It's, it's like there's a couple of reinforcing <laughs> rods going through uh, a, the sort of croissant. I just like saying pan au chocolat because I don't speak French. Those little tiny morsels of French we have to go ho, ho, ho with. Very, very enjoyable. I'm going to say negligee. There, it's out there. If you're wearing one this morning, God bless you. And better for you than bacon, apparently, for cho- uh, breakfast. What, negligees? No, well, probably, yeah, according to Robin Asquith was telling me. <laughs> Where do you both stand on pan Oh, raisin. Oh, I don't think I've ever. I had don't one. know what that is. Well, I think you might be able Bread to imagine. Bread with icing. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> the raisins. raisins. Yeah. Oh well, I don't. I, yeah, no, I, that's all right. On this show, I have chocolate raisins, and I've not only have I become addicted, but my uh, my sister-in-law found me up the other day holding up an empty packet of chocolate raisins and said, "See what you've done to me." <laughs> <laughs> They are phenomenally. Uh, they. I tell you something else. I was thinking. I, do you remember last week I mentioned um, that people called Aaron or yeah. Aaron um, might want to question their parents about how much effort they put in <laughs> with the boys' names book. Yeah. When they went for that one, I was also thinking about. Um, you know, just like lazy naming. Like oh, yes. yeah. a safe, for example. <laughs> Somebody came up with the word safe. What should we call this box for keeping things safe? What about um, a safe? Ha! No, but really. No, I'm serious. Or a fly. Yeah. You know, people have just have not gone... Orange. <laughs> yeah. Whoever, um, whoever named Mexico City... <laughs> so if you can think of any examples of uh, lazy naming, we'd love to hear from you on 8, 12, 15. I'm going to start a collection. Maybe I'll bring out a book of lazy naming I can send to uh, the, the comedy tutor, Louis Stevenson, as a sort of a tip for tap. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. You were talking earlier about lazy naming. Yeah, Frank. lazy naming when you Tell just... Tell you what, he's lit up the switchboard, hasn't he? Page one, the safe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Have we got some example? Oh, loads. Oh, good. good ones too. We've got uh, all manner of examples. We have the handler, 84. He suggests Green Park. <laughs> Very fine. Meanwhile, Keith Miller puts forth Keith Miller, the old Australian cricketer. Yeah, him. no, probably uh, not. Uh, no, Keith Miller, the occasional blogger and advocate for the Brussels sprout. Oh, not okay. Keith Miller says doghouse. <laughs> Yes, Surely. yes, I can. Okay, you can I kind of think about it for a bit. I kind of. To people, you're you're our dog correspondent. Thank you. Do, do dogs still sleep in uh, in kennels outside? Good Does that happen now. anymore? Well, you remember Butch from Tom and Jerry, who yeah. forever dwelleth at the door of his uh, at his dog, I think he his was dog a, house. He was a bit of a devil dog though, Butch, wasn't he? He was, yeah. yeah I think he and was. a cartoon, which makes it less. 
problematic. Yeah, mm. true. Less less uh, <laughs> less sensitive to temperature. Yeah. Well, I don't. There's only one person that was a, a cab driver I had once. I've encountered whose dog slept outside uh-huh. in, in the modern era. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think he was telling me that to slightly judge me because Ray was wrapped up in a pink blanket at yeah. the time. And, and also, surely to emphasise his own no-nonsense approach to life. Yeah. He did. He looked in the mirror. No-nonsense, open brackets, <laughs> cruelty, close brackets, <laughs> approach to life. It was a very cruel moment. I think he was Italian, perhaps. And oh, he well, it's lo- much warmer oh. there as well, you see. Well, he was me- oh, Mediterranean and he looked in the mirror, mirror and he said, um, as he saw me cosseting Ray yeah. in the pink blanket, he just said, my dog sleep outside. Yeah, but he might mean that it, uh, yeah, that it was no longer with us. Right. No, a, I think it was very his... poetic. Gone for a very long sleep. They're a vet, <laughs> very poetic race. It's like you know. Anyway. Anyway, sorry, Al, more, you have some examples. Some more good, Please, um, more, good more examples of of unimaginative naming of things. Eight five nine. Uh, there is a road up in the Blue Mountains near Sydney called Mega Long Road. <laughs> <laughs> and they add, yeah, it's really long. <laughs> I imagine there's a lot of it in Australia because you can imagine yeah. them going very... There are direct people, aren't there? There is an avenue road near me, which is fairly poor. Think about it. Uh, I suspect they have loads of that, Al. Like mm. great big flaming line. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Al? 840 has texted, only just turned on the radio, so it may have covered this, but there's a town in Wales called Welsh Town. <laughs> Is there really? That's brilliant. <laughs> and Aldale Neal has said, sleeping bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also very fine. <laughs> uh, why can't life be like, we all know what we were doing then? You know, I'm a great champion of the... Uh, and... Then everyone should wear a name badge with their uh, name oh, and profession on it. That people. Then you would never forget names issue, Al. Mm. Jamie Sherrington has suggested fireplace. Yeah, that's good as well. Mm. I like you. Use the word place particularly. <laughs> good. Oh, they make me happy, these... Oh, by the way, I had a vegan egg, speaking of uh, Easter. What about, I had a vegan egg in the shape of an aubergine. Extraordinary. Oh. And the jo- it was a pon. I think that was why it was bought for me, because it was a pon. It was called an Easter eggplant. Oh, that's good. Yeah? Oh, do, you, do you see? I do see. Yeah, I was, uh, I was very... Um... I didn't realise, is this a, sort of a big mo thing? That, East, that cream eggs are only available for a brief period throughout the year. Well, we talked about this last yes, week, and we I did. thought that that used to be... I, I thought they were um, seasonal, and then I thought that they then were so popular that they they abandoned that and sold them the whole year round, and then someone suggested no. last year they are now seasonal again. Alan seemed to be sniggering at the, at the use of uh, <laughs> seasonal from Frank Skinner. <laughs> Yeah, I am. Um, sort of perishable sound that I don't think they have. I don't like. I don't like the texture of them, personally. It's like a sort of locket. It's, it's a locket for the well. Do you know what I mean? I don't like that um, when you bite in and it's all inside. There's no purchase within them. Oh, there's no Bruce at all. Um, no, I like something you can. Uh, I, I quite like the vegan aubergine egg. I wouldn't have known if they hadn't have told me. As um, 
as I think that they said on that programme, there's something about Miriam. <laughs> OK, don't, don't play music. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Can I say on the lazy naming, um, it struck me that a fridge could have been called... If a safe is a safe, a fridge could have been called a cold, couldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> we need to get a... Oh, we need a new cold. That one isn't really... I remember yeah. my biology teacher, Mr Halliwell, used to get very stroppy if we, if we spelt fridge F-R-I-D-G-E. Because oh. that was not an abbreviation, so we had to spell it F-R-I-G. That was his thing, even though no one else in the world <laughs> spelt it like that. What a dreadful Strange. man. He was very... Um, <laughs> he was one of the most beige people I ever met in my life. He was. He found oh, a beigeness beige. where he could walk into a clothes shop, I think, and he would smell beige like some sort of bloodhound. I mean, he had... He accessorised in beige on beige... <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was—I think I was slightly in love with his wife. who was a games teacher. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so, let's put that in a box. Okay. Uh, Another oh, late review. Yeah. Lazy naming. Charles yeah. Dickens oh, yeah. has got in touch. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for reals, and has suggested picture frame. Yeah. <laughs> are you with? Are you with Dickens? No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with uh, Charles Dickens. He's got a bit less verbose. <laughs> Yeah, he's much more direct these days. We've had, yeah, 17 continuous texts from uh, Charles Dickens <laughs> saying picture frame. <laughs> Tom 988 Julie. Sorry, no, Julie. Julie. She has uh, texted hairdryer, which I enjoy. Oh, that, yeah. You know, Julie, whenever I hear the name Julie, our previous producer, Daisy, told us that when she was a child... <laughs> Her and her sister ran an imaginary cab firm. Ah, the aspirations of the poor. <laughs> and uh, an imaginary cab firm called Julie's... You should know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm still aspiring. And um, Julie's Cabs, it was called, in which they both were called Julie. That's what I like about it. <laughs> and the only joy of that... For me, so I once went in. A, I don't know if it still exists, but there's a um, there's a, a a restaurant on the road on the Wolverhampton Road from Birmingham to Wolverhampton called Jonathan's. And I don't I, know if I've been to that one. I don't think you will have. <laughs> it was full of Victoriana. Anyway, um, it, it had Jonathan's, but without the apostrophe S. And I oh. said to the man, what the boss man, uh, it should be an, an apostrophe. And I saw him warm and I knew I'd, I'd gone wrong because he was a bloke who couldn't wait to tell me that him and his partner were both called Jonathan. Nah. And so it was the plural of Jonathan's was the name of the thing. He oh. right into his trap. Ah, oh, man. <laughs> now, it was one of the greatest childhood games, although... I would like to also put forth the childhood game I played with my sister, which was Agents. We played theatrical agents. <laughs> we played agent. theatrical agents, and my sister wore a sort of clown's wig for some reason. Okay. And sunglasses, because we thought that's what agents would wear, sunglasses indoors. Yes. And I don't quite know, we would just use the phone and we'd talk and we'd say, nah, the National Theatre on the 14th, absolutely not, and slam the phone down. If somebody said to me, someone you know used to play <laughs> agents, 
<laughs> guess what, my first. <laughs> what about my agent phoned me and said, I heard Graham Norton went well. He said, I, did, I, I missed it, unfortunately. <laughs> the elephant in the room was Sky Plus, On Demand, Catch Up TV. YouTube. iPlayer. Yeah, all, yeah. I, all piled up, all piled up. <laughs> and I, I just, I let it pass. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text the show on 8.12.15. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Just do what you do to the show. Al, I'd like yes. to tell you about a lovely walk I had this week. Well, I'd Excellent. like to tell you as well, Frank, because you don't know the full story. No, I, I, I only saw the, the beginning and end of it. I took Buzz for a walk with Raymond this week, Al. Buzz is my eight-year-old oh, to those nice. who are new to the show. Well, it wasn't just nice, it was fabulous. <laughs> we started, it started with a text. It started with a text. If Hot Chocolate was starting now, that would be the title yeah. of one of their songs. What I liked, yeah. it was... Because it started with a kiss. That's very unlikely, isn't it? <sighs> I mean, that is, that's opportunism. Opportunism. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. It's bold, yeah. Sorry. So, I like that. Buzz obviously thought, well, look, I'm... I'm meeting her today, so I think I'll reach out to her. Yeah. So he sent me a lovely text, and it was a gif of a rabbit. Oh, yeah. A rabbit popping up in front of some eggs to say Happy Easter. So oh, yes. Easter. He loves a meme. You know, and it said, you know, Hiya. GIF, oh, no, but that's never going to take it GIF off. or GIF? I say Somebody GIF. Somebody told me it was GIF. Well, you keep saying GIF and see how that goes down. GIF, of course, is an Easter thing. The GIF lemon. <laughs> but, I know. loved this. So it just said, hiya, happy Easter. And so nice. I replied out with a video of Ray scratching the sofa. Ray is Emily's dog. And, yeah. you know, there was a little pause. Not an elderly relative. No. <laughs> Who <laughs> communicates through uh, fabric. Or Winston. <laughs> and then uh, Buzz replied... He said, nice video, exclamation mark. And then he said, I never knew dogs use scratch cards as well. Very, <laughs> very good. Did he win anything? Ah, oh, what a... My boy, my boy. <laughs> so it started with a joke. It started with a joke. That's more like it. Mm. OK. Yeah. I made my way out over to Skinner HQ. I'd arranged for the pickup. Five bedrooms. I was, oh, like yeah. the, I was like the, uh, the weekend access parent, I felt like, picking Buzz up. Every parent, no matter how loving, is glad of a break. <laughs> Were you glad that I took him out? Was it oh, nice? It was, it was lovely. Um, Kat, uh, me and Kat sat in the garden and talked. She in about two inches of sun block <laughs> and, a, and a broad-brimmed hat. Kath is like, it's like living with Dracula. <laughs> Is that she puts so much sunblock. People think I am uh, exhibiting the Northampton clown <laughs> when we go out well, for a walk. It was all lovely. And then I went to, to pick Buzz up from yours. And then, unfortunately, though, before I arrived, I did have a slight run-in with a white van man. 
Did you? Uh, on a, it was a Sunday as well, wasn't it? It wasn't just any Sunday. Easter Sunday, they shouldn't even be out. And it was very busy around Frank's area. There were people vying for spaces. Uh, the parking fairy smiled on me. I found one right outside. I thought, great. I pulled up out. You know, your classic parallel. Yeah. Pulled up alongside the car, indicated, reversed the car in. Beautiful. The day Reginald Mole husband got it right. <laughs> well, suddenly a white van speeds up, drives into the space. Whilst no. my rear's inside the space. Oh, Not acceptable. no. That's awful. I decided, normally my policy when this sort of thing happens is when they go low, I go lower. OK. <laughs> yeah. But I felt, actually, um, it was Easter Sunday, I want to rise above it. So you don't follow the Michelle Obama? <laughs> no. When no, they no, go no. low, oh, no. we go high. Oh, no. I descend okay. right to the basement when they get low. Okay. <laughs> she was apparently she was in a barbershop uh, quartet as a child, so I think that's yeah. where she she got that. Talking about harmonies. Yeah. I thought he, if he wants that space so much, he can have it. I looked over at the white van man. I saw a bulldog in the passenger seat. Oh God! That's, thank God it was in the passenger seat. <laughs> Yeah. I thought this was going to be a tale of the supernatural. It had a triumphant <laughs> expression that I didn't altogether like, the bulldog. Oh, I always think they look slightly apologetic, which would have been apt. No, this one looked gleeful. Mm. He was a gleeful bulldog. And he was staring at me. And it was, there was something humiliating, I'm not going to lie, about the bulldog had taken the space off me. Yeah. And I thought... I'm sorry, Albert, I'm afraid I did say something. OK, I think we'll leave it there. <laughs> I'm just going to make sure this is broadcastable. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Do you want to know what I said to the man in the white van and the bulldog? I do. Al? Yes. Or yes. should I say, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody has suggested that it's possibly the Churchill insurance dog. <laughs> yeah, it's just I'm sure like... other insurance dogs are available. It's no, just, this one was in the front, It's Al. just a dash ornament. <laughs> <laughs> so the bulldog's staring at me gleefully. Favourite dash ornaments, 8, 12, 15. <laughs> oh. Uh... Box of tissues in a in a gold case, tissue box case. Okay. Taj Mahal shaped. I bet. So anyway, the bulldog staring at me, the white the man in the white van. I just thought Hula girl. This is a <laughs> 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 You know what? This is a great moment for you. I'm gonna let you have it. Oh, you didn't. I'm gonna let you have it. But I'm not gonna go. Without saying something. No, of course not. Yeah. Well, that's not really letting him have it, is it? It's not remotely letting him no, have no. it. I buzz down the window. You see, I noticed I didn't say wound down the window. I wind down the window because we say that, and actually none of us do that these days, unless no. we're in a, a classic car. That's a good point. Mm. Uh, so I took down the window. I looked in. I said, oh, uh, just so you know. I started with just so you know. Of course yeah. he knew. Mm. Of course he knew. I said, just so you know, I, I was driving into that space. Yeah. He said, me too. Okay. Oh. I said, uh, see, Al's already on it. Oh. I said, yeah, um, I was actually just uh, about to go into that space myself. He said, 
great minds think alike. Oh, do they? <laughs> oh, I don't like him. Yeah, speaking as an outsider. <laughs> do you know what I said? <laughs> I'm not proud of this. It was it was a slightly embarrassing thing I said. I Go don't on. know. You know when you're a bit angry, you didn't you say, say get a life. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's in that ballpark. Okay. Oh, I'm really embarrassed. I feel a bit embarrassed. Can I tell you what I said? I'm just I, tense. It's not broadcastable. Okay. Oh, no, she it's a She's bit, a pro. I said, "What a gentleman." Thank you. Ooh, zing. Ah. That's a good zing, I think. Very good. <laughs> it's a bit Lady Bracknell. I yeah. mean, what a gentleman. But did, he like look, did he look at all hurt? No, the bulldog did, though. Oh, good. The bulldog <laughs> raised <laughs> one paw to his forehead <laughs> in anguish. So Maybe just covered his eyes. <laughs> I then... So that was that. Get to the house... Wandered off with Buzz. First thing, that, but it was all great. I thought, I'm not going to let the bulldog and the no. white van man, I'm not going to let that, I'm not going to have that sort of cloaked on my shoulders to ruin the harsh arm. Well, good on you. I, again, I'm going against Sarah Millican's rule. I, if I have an incident like that, I'll carry it for the rest of my life. <laughs> I, I can pull up now an incident from 40 years ago that'll still make me feel... Sad and humiliated. <laughs> yeah. Well, I started Buzz Helped because he's he's a very joyful little boy. So we're walking down the road. I said, thanks for sending me that joke. He said, oh, did you like it? He said, you know what I did? I, I thought of that suddenly. I went upstairs and I thought, actually, I think that would be a really good joke to make. Yes. <laughs> so I had a little... We've all done it. He said, I've, I've, yeah. I went downstairs and I thought I was going to send her that. He said, did you, did you like it? I said, it was great. Excellent. So we discussed the joke for a while. Then we looked over the other side of the road. White van man and the bulldog are there. Oh, OK. I said, Buzz, I told him the story quickly. Do you know, he was so good, Al. He said, we'll just walk quickly. We'll just walk quickly away from him. OK, so you didn't have a... Right. There was no rematch. We didn't have an incident. There was no thriller in Manila. <laughs> but do you know the next thing Buzz said to me, Al, which I loved? Wouldn't that be a great name for if you got an exciting letter, by the way? Yeah. If it arrived in a manila envelope, I'm going to write that down. Do you know what Buzz said to me next, Al, which I wasn't expecting, and I absolutely loved? We're walking, we're chatting about music. He said, what music are you into? I said, oh, I like, we both discovered we both like the 80s, we both like Elvis. And then he said... You know Alice Cooper's had the vaccine? <laughs> I said, sorry. I said, I didn't actually buzz. He said, oh, no, he's, he's, he's had the vaccine. He said, they both had it. I said, both? He said, yeah, him and my grandma, Sandy Mason. I said, so why are you mentioning them together? And he said, they're both around the same age. Yeah, same eye makeup. <laughs> Yeah, he's mad about Alice Cooper. I don't know how that happened, but he's absolutely <laughs> obsessed with him. It's a, it's a funny old world. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Mm. So I'm having my walk with Buzz, and we ran into a father and daughter, and mm. they had uh, a cavapoo. And we said hello, Ray went over to say hello to the dog. It's a charming dog. Nice pet, nice people too, nice humans. And uh, the father, he introduced himself. He said, this is Chloe, my name's Dennis. And Buzz said, the Beano, right? 
Huh? Oh, good reference. Uh, it's uh, reasonable. <laughs> I think that um, I, the blood probably wasn't plain word association, but. Uh, and then, and then what I liked is he said, he said, Buzz said, where did you get your dog? He said, oh, she was from Birmingham. And Buzz said, I'm, uh, I'm half Birmingham on, on my dad's side. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, which I liked, um, Cheltenham on my mum's side. I like the uh, idea of being half Birmingham on my dad's side. Also, when you're on Hampstead Heath, it's good to establish a bit of Cheltenham. To, uh, I think he might have said Cheltenham, Alex. actually. Uh, just to cool. drive him. But it, we had such a lovely time out. And the fact that we saw White Van Man at the end of the walk um, having a picnic with the dog and had really? to run in the other direction uh, didn't mar the day. Oh, didn't... That, that's quite nice that he was having a picnic with the dog. It didn't, Andrew, mar the day. Because you, you knew he was there, so you could go and slash his tyres on the van. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that's a bit over the top. Maybe a key just down the side. <laughs> it made me warm to the bulldog slightly as well. Having a picnic mm-hmm. with the bulldog. <laughs> but it's a bit unsavoury. Huh? They, they, they're not strangers to draw, <laughs> I think it's fair to say. I also discovered, we will move on now, but Al, I did discover something strange about Frank. Oh, yeah. Da, 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 da. Go on. In his garden, I had a look through his garden. He's got a, he's got a golf club sticking out of the soil. Yeah, Buzz. Oh, um, yeah. Well, we, it's a bit strange, isn't it? It's, um, we, um, we've buried the wreckage of Tiger Woods' car <laughs> in oh, the yeah. garden, and that's so that we can find it um, <laughs> for insurance purposes. <laughs> it's a long story, okay. but me and Tiger go way back. Okay. Was, he came for tea. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Unexpectedly, a man it can eat. Mm-hmm. But, yes, yeah, so that's why it's there. We've also uh, been discussing all sorts of things, but we've, we've had on the go things on the dashboard, favourite thing on the dashboard. Dan Smith has suggested sun-damaged A to Z. Oh, <laughs> God, yeah. And A to Z, they, they took dog earring to a whole new level. <laughs> yes. They, you could have, like, 50 pages all dog-eared and none of them overlapping the other, so you get a big, fat corners on your A to Z. Yeah. Apparently, I was told by an optician, that was where most people realised their eyesight was going, was oh. trying to read an A to Z in half light in their car. Oh. And they found they couldn't read it. Oh, the interesting facts just keep on coming. (laughs) (laughs) Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. I I, I would like to somewhat change the subject, and I'm not suggesting that there's a class divide on this show, but um, (laughs) Emily strolling around Hampstead Heath talking about picnics um, and and dog walks. I, I would like to talk about deep-fried food. Which, oh, God, well... Which is... <laughs> I'm not making a joke here, but it is a subject close to my heart. Yeah, probably um, very close to your yeah, arteries. Exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> my arteries are furring as yeah. we speak. Well, strap in, because it's going to get it's worse. It's great. It is great, better. though. It's great. Um, Do you, I, I've, I've had deep-fried locust, and it still you? tasted pretty good. And oh, scorpion. Sounds, There's something about right. deep frying. It it, yeah. it, it transforms. Well, okay. 
you need to get yourself to West Yorkshire, uh, oh. where a chip shop in Leeds have started doing a deep fried chip butty, but it's the whole chip butty. You know what I mean by a butty, don't you? I wonder how colloquial that is. Everyone knows that that's I, like I a, know it. a bread I roll full of chips. Do you remember yeah, when we were butty. doing the show in Edinburgh and we had a bacon butty that had no butter on it? Oh, yeah, and you and were I average, had, I had some you? debate about whether that could be called a butty. I've, I've perhaps ramped it up to say you were outraged. <laughs> I, I, was, we just... well, I, I was outraged in a, you know, in a, in a relative fashion, certainly. I just thought it was um, trade descriptions act. I don't know if that still yeah. exists. But anyway, yeah, carry on. Well, what these, uh, I'm going to call them heroes or innovators uh, in Leeds have done is they've put chips into a butty with sauce or gravy or curry sauce <laughs> and then or mushy peas, and then they deep fry that, the whole thing. They put the whole caboodle in there and deep fry that. Oh, like the envelope of doom. <laughs> oh, it's, it sounds amazing. I bet it I, does. I, imagine, I love the fact imagine. that there's deep fried things inside a deep fried thing. It's yeah, like it's a Russian like, doll approach to yeah, food. Do you know those sort of medieval banquets when there would be a wren <laughs> yes. inside a... a a, a chicken inside is and it all a that. Cockatrice or something. Well, that's probably a cockatrice. I don't know what it is, but uh, I think that's yes. what it's called. Yes, I think you're right. Courtney cockatrice, I think, was the in the medieval <laughs> medieval sitcom um, <laughs> Friends. Anyway, and this thing is available with chips. <laughs> you can buy. Can you actually you get can, it with chips? Even though there's chips in it. You can buy the it. deep oh. fried butty with chips. Imagine, imagine the texture, though. One can mock these things, and if there's one thing that the, the newspapers like, it's the term "a thousand calories." Yes, yes. they it's love like, that. Yeah, that that's the prize. But imagine, because fried bread has got that fabulous crustiness and then it's got a sort of softness on because I only fry one side I don't know about you mm. I leave the other side clammy oh, I don't I don't oh, have no, fried I flip, bread I yeah when I, I do don't it. fry bread I leave it like the surface of brie on the B side and uh -huh. then so you got through that and then the chips start oh man do it you fry bread Al I don't often but I'm you know I, I'm aware of it as a well, I'm aware of it. I'm aware of a number you know, of things I don't indulge in. I saw a, a US fast food festival, and you could imagine that's Congratulations. The that's the top end of fast food. <laughs> yeah. They they they, uh, they appeal to a wider audience. Yeah, for them, them a thousand calories is like the footnotes. It's not Ex even exactly. <laughs> and one of the things that they had was deep. They're the uh, ombre grande of the dietary world. I and one of the uh, one of the so the jewel in the crown of the new stuff on show was deep fried <laughs> butter. <laughs> that is like just like eating Russian roulette. I'm, I'm, and I just like it when people say, "Let oh, let's start." It's the butter, the melted butter. That's what we're after, and the batter. Let's just butter batter. Oh. You can't go wrong. <laughs> Frank Skinner. We've just had a contribution to the uh, lazy naming. Oh, yes. H.E. Uh, Barrett, men with the name Guy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Very good. Lovely work, H.E. Barrett. Well done. Bazza. We're talking about the... By the way, I was looking at that article we're talking about, the deep fried. The chips look fantastic in that shop. 
worth a, worth a drive to Leeds. You know, um, Elvis oh. used to send his private jet because there was a shop um, or a place uh, a, a couple of states away that mm. did a deep fried banana and peanut butter sandwich that he loved so much. He'd send his private jet to go and get them. Wow. Ah, uh, top man. Wasn't it cold by the time it returned? I don't know if he was that aware of um, things like temperature. <laughs> no, I, 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 also, that's the beauty of the uh, the jumpsuit. Yeah, right. I, I think this is pre, actually pre You've got no exposed areas. But why yeah. a chip shop? I, you know, I've I've met. I used we used to have a chip pan at home and and all that, and you can get your oven chips and all this. But yeah. why is it that chip shop chips are always better than anywhere else you get chips from? It's Even if you question. go to a posh restaurant, you won't get chips as nice as chip shop chips. No, you won't. That's a good point. I suppose Although... you could say clothes shop clothes tend to be better. No, <laughs> <laughs> mate. Yeah. Although I will have to, sorry, uh, take issue with you when it comes to fried bread. Not a fan. Not just not a fan... I find it quite sickening. Oh, okay. I mean, I see, the only place I've seen fried bread, if I'm going to be totally honest, is in a disappointing hotel buffet. Okay. I, I'd say and, it's, it's certainly... I've stayed in a lot of B&Bs. And yeah. It's, it's a B, I never have a fry-up in a B&B, because I don't know what they do to a fry-ups in B&B, but they seem to render the whole thing <laughs> two-dimensional. <laughs> so bacon is not supposed to be flat to the plate like a transfer. It's supposed yes. to have been cooked into a little curvy, crispy... Spongulate. Yeah, exactly. It should undulate. As as the sea, it should not be. I suppose it's a very tranquil body of water is what it looks like. And flat. The tomato does not need the serrated Flintstonian trouser leg. No, I don't. I like a serrated uh, half tomato. I yeah, like but that. that bread... That because that's the, when you put the, 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 the top on, it stops them gliding around like a cog. <laughs> A fabulous cog. I like to think that if you put a serrated half tomato in front of another one and turned it, the egg and the sausages and everything would turn as well, like a fabulous machine from, um, is it modern? What's the Charlie Chaplin film? with Modern the, Times. Modern Times, exactly. Mm. Thank you. I don't normally work with a prompt, but that was great. Thank you, Al. Here's the help. <laughs> Yeah, I just think the concept of the fried bread. Uh, chips are the only thing I will tolerate, but I don't like this toppings business. Gravy and oh, peas like or whatever it is. Of, uh, I, I like the fact they've taken a um, let's throw everything in approach to it. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if this chip shop has tried deep frying like the canned drinks and everything. It's, you know... When a friend gets a blowtorch and they just have a go at everything that they could possibly see, I wonder if there's just an element of that to it. It's like a hastily packed bag, this, uh, <laughs> this deep-fried sandwich. Reminds me of when Kat's waters broke and we realised we hadn't packed her hospital bag and I just ran round the house picking up everything that looks soft <laughs> and putting it in the bag. Is it a bit like uh, one of the suggestions for Lazy Name, which is the holder hall? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. That's good. Of course they don't. <laughs> hold nothing more like. Hold most. That's what it should be called. Yeah, you know, it's good, though, Holdall. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, so I, the thing is with the lazy names, I have to stop and think about. It. You have to stand back from a bit because so, we're too close in in many ways. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll be we'll be back to the body. I've I've got <laughs> back to I'm the fas- body. I'm fascinated. But should we get to Leeds after <laughs> the show? That sounds like a one. terrible album. Back that. to the body. Oh. This is Frank Skinner. I'm with Alan Cochran and Emily Dean. We're on 8.12.15. If you want to text us, you can uh, just follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the radio or email the show. Why don't you? Via the Absolute Radio website. Well, Simon F. has emailed the show. Simon F.? Mm. Okay. He has emailed the show, or rather he's tweeted the show. Deep frying, he's used Mm -hmm. the colon. Which is somewhat underused, I find, in punctuation these days. Yeah. I heard about a burger in a bun, but I like he's beginning this like a sort of uh, Samuel Taylor Coleridge. Yeah. <laughs> I, heard, I heard about a burger in a bun. Alliteration early on, yeah. Mm. yeah. It's actually got the tone of a Zorozymandius, this. Um, I heard about a burger in a bun, battered and deep-fried... Okay, so imagine that. We've got the burger, you've got your bun. It's battered and deep fried. Okay. Then that is put in a bun and that is deep fried. Okay. An unhealthy food version of fractal geometry. Oh, (laughs) nicely put. I, I have don't to get say, that, but I think I'm, it sounds... I'm, I'm with... I don't get it, but it sounds uh, clever. <laughs> uh, I, um... I just accept I'm not going to get a fractal geometry joke. <laughs> but I like Me the too. fact that they exist. I agree with Al. My first thought on that was too much bread. I'm not a big yeah. fan of... I'll eat a whole fry up and not have any bread at all. I mean, I I, I like the, the squidgy... It is a weird thing. I'm, I'm not questioning evolution before the uh, scientists start sending it, but it is weird that human beings, you would think... Um, the, our instinct has kept us alive all these years, but like salad mm. is a desperately sad and depressing experience. Mm. Whereas yeah. like fried bread, bacon, chip body, thousand, it, everything draws you towards that. How have we survived? <laughs> if that is our natural instinct. Eight, eight, 12, 12, 15. 15. <laughs> How have we survived? <laughs> well, we do get quite a lot of scientific types listening to this show. Oh, we it do. is a weird we thing. You know when people say, oh, listen to your body and all If I listened to my body, I would just eat deep fried food. That would be... <laughs> my body's uh, an unreliable source of uh, advice. My, I would mind say. an oh, really? amusement park. Uh, Mind a temple. Oh, no, that's other people. Part of my body is a temple. Just the two bits on the side of my head. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan McCormack. Oh, I like the sound of Ryan McCormack. He ought to be a handsome leading man in Hollywood. Yes, he ought to be. Uh, he, He might well be. He has offered for lazy naming washing up liquid. (laughs) <laughs> that's good okay it's nice I like it okay 275 on the subject of lazy naming texted uh, I think the animal world is full of these but my favourite is probably anteater yeah that's lovely good lovely someone took the afternoon <laughs> off with that one and that's from Harry I think so <laughs> isn't it an aardvark colloquially known as an anteater possibly maybe 
I could be wrong. But it doesn't matter. Anteater is still... In no, no, it's true. Absurdly it's true. lazy. By the way, I'm not... back to the chip butty. I, yeah. I, the thing I like about you always this story do. is that when it comes to deep frying foods, Scotland has really sort of taken the biscuit, if oh, you will. Yeah. yeah. In that everyone talks about the deep fried Mars bar. Yeah. And then this chip shop in Leeds in West Yorkshire have sort of gone, Scotland, hold my beer. I'm yeah. going to show you. <laughs> and they've put a chip butty into a deep fryer. It's, you think that we've stopped innovating and then along comes a story like this. But I seem to remember, see, most of the chips I ate as a young man, chip shop chips, I ate on the way home. And right. so I was combining eating chips with exercise. A bit the way some people have a treadmill at their desk. Standing <laughs> desk, yeah. So I, I'm wondering if like, I was actually walking the calories off as I consume them. Well, it's a nice... Um, Maybe that's the way form forward. ..form of self-delusion. I, I used to work... <laughs> I worked... Uh, briefly, I worked in a fish and chip shop. And, yeah. uh, you yeah. didn't. And the man uh, who ran the fish and chip shop, I remember him coming in with a small bottle, it's a small <laughs> bottle of vinegar, which he put into this sort of gallon <laughs> container and then just topped it up with um, water. And that was the week's vinegar. It was oh, a sort yeah. of Ribena approach. <laughs> Did you get to wear the, the white lab coat? I oh, know we were back. We were backstage. <laughs> Oh, were you? Oh, yeah, we weren't. We, we weren't out uh, amongst the shiny silver. Were you silver. not client-facing? Not client-facing, <laughs> I'm afraid. That was another part of the deal. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, I, um, I'm, I know I'm showing off with my chip shop connections, but I worked briefly in, in, a, in a backstage in a chip shop. I, um, I also knew the daughter... Of Mr. Cod. Oh, did you? Yeah, I worked with the daughter of Mr. Cod. I don't know if, are you familiar with Mr. Cod, Emily? Let me just think. Absolutely he, not. Okay, he was in. Um, he was in the popular play Goodbye, Mr. <laughs> Chips. <laughs> That's who Mr. Chips is saying goodbye to. <laughs> no, that isn't true. Uh, you know what? Had he been in the popular play Goodbye, Mr. Chips, I would have known him. Yes. In fact, he might have featured in our ga our childhood game agents. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, Mr. Card was it was a a, uh, a chain of fish and chip shops. It feels when you first hear it like it's a pun, and yeah. then when you think about it, it isn't. <laughs> it's just taken one of the things you get in a chip shop and made it like a, a man's name. But he was like the founder, and I think I, I think I suspect he still is, and like the CEO of Mr. Card. Well, when you say what well, he owned the chip shop, when he owned a string, a string of chip shops. When you say CEO, you spell them C S E A. What does that mean? C, as in where fish come from. Oh, no, oh, no. oh <laughs> lovely. Yeah, CEO is the title of the folk song that the yeah. staff had to sing every morning. And we do take our food from the CEO. Oh, oh, the CEO. We get our fish from the CEO. We get our chips from the ground. -E -O. 
But the fish comes out of the CEO. Right then, thanks a lot, everyone. And um, AOB, Alan, no, no, everything's fine. Okay. Little meeting there at uh, Mr. Cod. Morning did you, meeting. Did you get to know uh, Monsieur Monsieur Cod? No, I, I I met him at her wedding. I think. Um, since I had an enormous row with her brother at the wedding. Well, he's a salty character. Oh, yes, but she went Con on row. to... I think she went on to be... <laughs> very good. <laughs> she went on to be a glamping mogul. That's oh, I really? Yeah. Oh. I don't want to get into funny names for shops, but whenever I think of a fast food shop, I used to, when, I used to work um, in Boreham Wood, and uh, there was a a Chinese takeaway there called Lots of Rice. Mm. <laughs> and I always felt they were pushing the wrong aspect. Yeah. 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 It's like um, if we called this show Lots of Adverts. <laughs> no disrespect to our advertisers, obviously, for no. who, without whom. Lovely so, people. Without whom, etc., etc. Have we had any more um, Alfresco? Mm. We have, actually. Alfresco Mond. Yes. <laughs> We've had, uh, well, we keep getting these lazy namings through, but Good. we've also had Ian Stewart Dootson, who's one of our regulars, Okay, has a correctione for you, Frank. Okay. Dear shall Frank... I, shall I hit the correctione? Sure. Uh, it's one of our finestly mixed jingles. Mm. Correctione, correctione, ole, ole, ole. Oh, yes. So there you go. That's that's one of the best mixes we've ever done. So what 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 have I done but wrong? What I like is he says, "Dear Frank, Divine Miss Emma and Alan." Mm. It's it's a lovely formality to his tweet. I don't mean to make aardvark of this. Very good. <laughs> but these two are not the same. He's then what, the aardvark and the anteater. Yeah. There's a link he sent called "The Eight Top Differences Between the Aardvark and the Anteater" with pictures. Okay, well I think we'll, we'll come back to this. I'm getting to know at least a couple. Okay. Isn't there a song, a children's song called These Two Are Not The Same? Have I got One that? of these things are not like the others. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Sesame Street. Oh, well there you go. Can you tell which thing is not like the other before me finish me song is I believe how Cookie Monster liked to say it. Okay, and this was the one that taught children spelling and grammar, is that Yes. Right? Okay. okay. Who's, uh, who was hosting that week? Tarzan. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We were talking earlier, well, you were being corrected earlier, Frank, read the differences between... Oh, yes, the aardvark and the anteater. Would you like to know some? Yeah, just give us a couple of a couple of his best, his oh. greatest hits differences. Aardvark. Don't eat ants. Is that what it's going to be? <laughs> Aardvark, they have teeth. Oh. Anteater, no teeth. Wow. Okay. What that's Aardvark, muscular tails with no hair. Okay. Anteater, bushy tails. Okay, muscular tails with no hair. Sounds like a book category for the biographies <laughs> of Yul Brenner and Duncan Goodhue. <laughs> and then finally, I'm going to leave you with one, guys. Aardvark, 
they live in burrows. Yeah. Anteater, entirely terrestrial animals. Oh, they don't borrow. That's they don't quite burrow. big difference. To be fair, I thought there were going to be minor differences yeah. about, you know, the snout dimension and all that. <laughs> but in fact, oh, wow. And they look like those... Um, Things that people drink wine out of on Spanish <laughs> holidays. They look like you could pick up uh, an aardvark and drink wine out of its nose. A carafe? No. Are they carafes? Al, they're not carafes. You couldn't pick up a carafe and do that. They're, they're too those tall. Ping, things, people, those, they use them in sort of competitions and things to show they've drunk a lot so of wine. So far you can get away from your mouth and still it's oh, still it's going pathetic. in. Yeah, well, you know... <laughs> I like oh, I don't like it. I, I really don't like people that drink out of those. Just drink I think a I'm picturing the wrong thing. It's like, uh, it looks like a cone. It's like a, a, a teapot with a cone on it. There's something very sort of celebratory about it. I well, it's, it is the continental version of the Yard of Ale, <laughs> is it yes, not? Yes, yes. Yeah, it's drinking as an exhibition uh, rather than as a... If anyone knows comfort what... and support, which is how I used it. <laughs> if anyone knows what those things are called, they will. They will. Our readers, they'll have, they'll have. Yeah, they'll have probably emptied a few this morning whilst listening to the show. They've had some Viva off to sunny Spain moments in their life. Oh, in Union Jack shorts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've definitely had he some rattled, fried bread. He rattled his maracas close to me. No time, I was trembling at the knee. I think it's one of the lyrics of um, Viva España. I think you'll find it's one of the chapters of my autobiography. Oh, well. And one of the best, <laughs> mm. might I say. Can we discuss... Page one of the Manuel. <laughs> oh. Very good. Oh. Can we discuss... I'm a, I, I would say, Al, I don't want to ruffle any feathers yeah. this week, by mentioning the killer cockerel, who's oh, been reeking... about this guy. <laughs> read about him he's been wreaking havoc he's a public menace Al and he's called you are Derek Junior Derek Junior yeah you think I don't know if Derek Senior <laughs> still around you think he'd have had a word wouldn't you <laughs> with his headstrong son <laughs> yes he chases the owner the, the owner is called Rebecca Rebecca with a K yeah and he chases her uh child children around um in a in a i mean there's footage of it and it it does look like it's out to, well she says mm. i think he'd gouge my eyes out if he could that's what rebecca said no evidence of that at all i have to say no. rebecca i think has seen too many productions of king lear no. mm. um if i have to guess <laughs> <laughs> but um that's um it, it's a wild and crazy and dangerous um Cockerel. He's a devil. And Killer Cockerel, of course, is Alan's cage fighting name. I don't know if you knew that. But to be to be driven yeah. out of your home by a bird. Very much so. We've, yes. all, we've all been there, lads. Well, yeah, exactly. You're uh, they're <laughs> moody. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Because I should just say, Lynn Haig from Shaw near Oldham, we have a local mobile Elvis themed chip shop named Cod in a Trap. Oh, oh nice. Okay. Well, oh, that's good. 
I uh, my I remember my dad had two cockerels once, and there was no point in our small garden having two cockerels. So he decided that one of them had to go, and he oh, couldn't dear. decide which one. So he put them in the cucumber frame, put the lid down, and let them fight to the death. After about an hour, we went That's back. That's a nice story. Yeah, I'm finished. It. It's a happy, it's a happy ending. It's a very my dad story, I must say. We went back to the cucumber frame, and they were covered in mud and blood, but both alive. Mm. And he said a rare case of sentimentality from my dad that they had fought so well, they both deserved to live. And goodness um, me. And so they did. He let them. He let them both go. Yeah. There you go. What Natural history. Powerfully. Natural history, Smethic style. Yeah. Well, there's a sort of so there is a reign of sure terror. I watched the clip with the right. What with it with it with the chasing the child? Mm. It's fast. Really? Derek Junior. Derek Junior yeah. can move it. I tell you. She seems to think Rebecca that he's showing off in front of his showing girlfriend. off because he's tired. No. Oh he's, yes. He's showing off in front of Brenda the hen, who's his girlfriend. But they've got 10, have they? 20 hens they've got. So the whole idea, isn't it, that they, they're not monogamous cockerels, that they work the team, as it were. They've got 10. She said something interesting, Rebecca. She said the group tend to all follow him round, but they're frightened of him. Madonna's dancers. Yeah, um, it's like a gang leader, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, I think it is. A, he rules with fear, um, and mm-hmm. it seems. I like that about him. <laughs> yeah, what I don't like is he's heavy on the comb and light on the wattle. <laughs> Judging on the picture of him, his, his head was a bit on unbalanced in that respect. <laughs> but you know, it's, it didn't stop him being ferocious. I um. She has six cockerels, 20 hens, 10 ducks, some goats and a dog, Rebecca. It's a sort of Mia Farrow type setup. Just cram them all in, get as many as you can. Uh, and there was always going to be, if you have a menagerie, there's always going to be one, uh, one bad apple. Oh, thanks a lot. This yeah. is how I find out. Um, the guard, she did say he's a very, they've got a Pomeranian. Yeah. And she said, Derek, actually, Derek Jr., apologies, does f- fulfil the role of a guard dog. She said, we've got a Pomeranian, but unfortunately our dog's pathetic. Oh. I mean, I think that's a disgusting way harsh. to talk about I know that, dog. if the dog's heard that. <laughs> I remember there was a bloke in mm-hmm. the paper who was, um, he had a... He had a crocodile and... Um, a tarantula, and they took the crocodile... Was his name Dundee? He lived in a council flat, and they took the crocodile away from him, and he said, I love, I love that crocodile more than anything. And I was just thinking, if the tarantula had heard that... <laughs> it, it, mm-hmm. So awful, eh, to be the sort of fallback uh, from the crocodile. People need to be more sensitive what they say around animals. That's my, uh, that's my motto. Yeah. Especially stuff like giddy up. <laughs> you got to pick your moment. <laughs> anyway, um, I think possibly Sarah Champion's up next, but I usually... No, is it no, not the got, end of the show? No, we've got some more. OK. No. Um, she distinctly, I was distinctly told there were two more links to go. This happened, no, last see, time this... it was a senior moment. This time it was a producer <laughs> error. Frank Skinner. Skinner on Absolute Radio. 
And we were discussing, talking. sorry, the, the aggressive cockerel, weren't we? Um, I don't know if you've seen the clip where it's chasing around the 10-year-old. I think I was meant to see more jeopardy in it than I actually saw because my main takeaway from it was how much land these people have. Yeah, I well, ended up watching it, it like that. it was location, oh, location, location. <laughs> with that many animals, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're definitely neat. Unless they've got a rolling backdrop machine on the farm yes. and a treadmill. <laughs> <laughs> the, the large combed um, cockerel reminded me of when I drive home. I pass, I go, I drive through Camden Town in North London, which is something of a punk enclave, yeah. but not like punks. <laughs> They're punks. They've sort of become commercialised punks. So they hold little signs that say "photo opportunity." It's uh, sort of media-friendly punks. Yeah, yeah. But, but they look like proper scary punks with enormous um, mohawk hair, but you can have your photo took with them if you're a tourist, which seems a bit... Uh, I suppose they uh, have a very expensive gel habit. Mm. That they they to used support. to do it with soap, of course. Soap and water, yeah. Mm. But it and looks, sugar water as there well. There was a celebrity punk called Matt Belgrano. OK. Oh. He yeah, sank without trying. <laughs> Very good. Um, but it's like, I tell you what it's like, it's like the sort of Buffalo Bill's Wild West show of youth yes. subcultures that you can yeah. go and have yeah. your photo took. You can actually do the whole thing, come to make it a theme. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, the Suede Head Parade. <laughs> and here they come. Choose your subculture. Yeah, exactly. And then I'd there's like, a big parade every weekend and people go I'd to I'd go up them. and say, have you got any emo? Yeah. <laughs> got any boot boys? <laughs> <laughs> no, we've got teddies in this week, though. Oh, yeah, the, te oh, the teddy boys. Would Fabulous. you go mods? Al, you'd go mods. I think Al would pick the mods. Well, we had a debate, do you remember? We were yeah, talking right. about mods and rockers a couple of weeks ago and a mod... Texted in the show and said we never done it was the it was the rockers that did it all yeah. uh, light review and uh, and I watched a documentary this week about mods and rockers and um, he was wrong mm. according to the documentary. <laughs> By the way, Bobby C has uh, tweeted us to inform us that the wine receptacle we spoke of is yeah. called a poron. A poron, I would, I would not. Have Actually, got that. Al, you you said again. I think your Spanish. I have. Uh, I'm, I'm. My Spanish is very poor. Could I've you say Spanish, it? your accent was better? Poron. A poron. Okay. He said it like Eva Poron. There's a competition here when they throw it called uh, Eva Poron, in which you <laughs> Eva Poron. Goodness <laughs> sake! Um, I once Telling met, met on. a man who did a. Um, unsavoury thing which happily no longer happens I believe a dwarf throwing competition oh. he was an unsavoury man and he'd had, he showed me a, he was defending it to me and I was saying it just sounds humiliating and horrible mm. he said no 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 it's a good laugh and he showed me a letter from um, Margaret Thatcher he'd written to Margaret Thatcher saying they were trying to close him down from performing this terrible, grotesque, pantomiming shows in the towns. Mm. And Margaret Thatcher had written back to him that she always likes to support mm. small businesses. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdest episode. Anyway, I'm, happily they are, I think, forever gone. Frank, before we go, Jeff Gorrell, we've made a sauce, it's brown. What shall we call it? 
How about brown salt? <laughs> 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 Stuff. Excellent work. What a lovely way to end. Uh, uh, thank you for listening to us this morning. If the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.